This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. A new report from the Government Accountability Office concludes USDA overlooked key evidence and cannot be sure it made the right decision in the relocation of the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture to Kansas City in 2019. At the time, Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue said the move would help in recruitment and retention of key staff, place resources closer to stakeholders, and reduce taxpayer costs. But GAO says the analysis USDA ultimately used did not fully align with meeting those objectives. Instead, GAO found USDA's development and usage of evidence had significant limitations. USDA said it disagreed with the criteria GAO used to evaluate the economic analysis. Phil Brasher has more in his story on agripulse.com. Soybean oil could be in a unique position following a string of key world events. AgriPulse's Amy Mayer has more. U.S. farmers are planning to grow soybeans on a record-setting number of acres this year. And they'll be relying on a transportation system and supply chain already struggling, says Soy Transportation Coalition Executive Director Mike Steenhook. Yeah, the biggest culprit behind all of this is a scarcity of labor. And we continue to see whether it's in the trucking industry, whether it is in the, the barge industry, and we're seeing you know, significant concern and frustration about the, the current status of the rail industry. But he says with South American projections lower than anticipated and the war in Ukraine impacting the vegetable oil market, the world needs more U.S. soybeans. If you're mitigating, you know, some of the Ukrainian production of sunflower oil onto the global marketplace, well, that vegetable oil needs to come from some other source. And soybean oil would be one of those providers of that. More places that crush soybeans and can make that oil have been coming online in the U.S. in recent years, Steenhook says. You're seeing this increased investment by a variety of, of, of companies in, in the ability to crush more soybeans, largely due to, to uh, fulfill this, incre- this projected increase in demand for soybean oil for things like sustainable aviation fuel and renewable diesel. But food-grade vegetable oil could also be produced. Steenhook says the question that then comes up is, what to do with an increased supply of soybean meal? Amy Mayer, AgriPulse. Legislators are gearing up for what could be a busy week in cattle politics. AgriPulse's Hannah Pagel has more. As the Senate and House Ag Committees prepare for the cattle market hearings next week, One Senate Republican is confident the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act will receive bipartisan support. Speaking to a group of reporters today, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley says he is confident the bill will make it to the Senate floor for a vote. I've got confidence we got bipartisan votes to get it out and get it through the Senate. More importantly than the number of votes we have is uh, Schumer's willingness to put it on the agenda. And uh, I've been told by Senator Stabenow that he's anxious to do it. And, and I surely hope that that's the case. Grassley says he expects Democrats will support the bill to further their efforts to stem anti-competitive practices across different industries. The feeling against monopolies and the lack of competition throughout our economy, not just in cattle feeding, but throughout the agriculture economy, manufacturing services, and the Democrats' approach to it, I would think that we would get most of the Democrats and get enough Republicans to get the bill through the United States Senate. 
Grassley, along with Senators Deb Fisher, John Tester, and Ron Wyden, introduced the Cattle Price Discovery and Transparency Act. Senators against the bill say they do not support a government mandate, which the bill would enforce. The Senate is set to mark up the bill next Tuesday, and the House Ag Committee will hear from the CEOs of the four major meatpackers on Wednesday. Reporting for AgriPulse, I'm Hannah Pegel. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Farm and ranch families care about their communities. Through the Harvest for All program, Farm Bureau donated the equivalent of 30.5 million meals in 2021. Learn more at fb.org. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.